Let's do a quick recap before we dive into today's episode. So last week, we covered Chiron in all of the zodiac signs. We learned how Chiron expresses in each, the wound the placement carries, and also how we can work on healing. Now, I said the information was going to start building on itself, and starting this week, it will. I want you to think about the significations of your Chiron placement from last week and apply it to the house it's in this week. I'll give you an example. We know my Chiron is in Cancer, and now I'm going to tell you that it's also in the 10th house. So when we get to the 10th house, I'm going to apply the significations of Chiron in Cancer to that area. Once we get to the 10th house, I'll explain it a little more, and I'll also be picking random zodiac signs for each house to give examples along the way. So in general, that's how you should be approaching this episode. You should be very familiar with uh, whatever zodiac sign Chiron is in for you, and then you should be able to apply it to the house we talk about today. If you need a refresher on your Chiron, go back and listen, or if you haven't listened yet, just go back and listen to it for the first time, just so you can get the gist of things, and then meet me back here, and we'll get started on these houses. When I'm going through Chiron in the houses, keep in mind that houses tell us the area of our lives that these influences will play out in. I know I haven't done any episodes dedicated to the houses in general yet, but I will. I promise I'm getting to it. So I won't be talking about the houses in a super detailed way today, just in terms of how Chiron expresses when there. Another thing to remember is that we all have unique experiences in life. The examples I give may not match what you're going through, and that's because... uh, They're meant to be more of a tool to get you thinking. There are so many ways that our Chirons can play out, and that's due to uh, a ton of different reasons. There are so many factors. My Chiron in Cancer in the 10th house might manifest slightly differently than yours does, and that's for, again, any number of reasons. It could be because we have different aspects, and it could also be because we have different life experiences. So while the themes will be similar, the exact situations are going to be very unique and personal because these are our own personal wounds. One last thing before we start today. Just to remind you, the zodiac sign Chiron is in is the overall attitude of Chiron. The house is the area it's being expressed in our lives, and the aspects, which we'll get to next week, are the fine-tuned details of how other planets are interacting with Chiron and affecting him directly. And with that said, let's get started. Chiron in the first house. This is the house of self. Chiron being here is like having someone whispering fears and doubts into your ear when it comes to your self-image and how you show up in the world. You aren't quite sure of how you present to others or even how to show up as your true authentic self. You have uh, issues with being who you are, and maybe the biggest issue is that you don't even know who you are. You haven't explored that part of yourself yet, and you're honestly afraid to for any amount of reasons. And uh, the zodiac sign and the aspects are what is going to fine-tune maybe why you're afraid to show up as your true self. So let's look at an example. Let's say you have Chiron and Taurus in the first house. 
This could be someone who links wealth and material possessions to their self-image. Maybe they were made fun of as a kid for how they dressed or they didn't have much money growing up. So now as an adult, they carry that wound with them and they either make it their identity or it heavily impacts their identity. They may be obsessed with only buying designer clothes or they just make money their identity. Their self-worth will often be tied to success in the material world. They hide behind the material world. Again, they're afraid to show up as who they really are for whatever reason. So they hide behind the material and they are very, very nervous about stepping out from behind that facade and showing people who they really are. Chiron in the second house. This is the house of the material world. When Chiron is meddling in the house of the material world, we see a native who struggles with their relationship to money. And not just money itself, but how they accumulate money. Stability is often craved, but rarely felt. There's a sense that the world could fall out from under them in any minute. And this creates a really possessive and obsessive quality when it comes to wanting and craving stability. Let's look at Chiron and Aries for this example. This one could go one of two ways, and honestly, again, these can go one of many ways, but these are just the two ways that I personally see this one going. Either the native will be a spendthrift and they're going to blow through money, which ultimately causes them to never obtain the security that they deeply desire, or They'll concentrate all of their efforts into making money and being successful in the material world. Enough will never be enough for them. They will be ruthless in business and they're always going to try to prove their monetary security in the world. It's very showy and it's very flashy. They're one of those people that you can clearly tell is trying to compensate for something. And in this case, it would be the gaping hole in their confidence. Because remember, Chiron and Aries has to do with just not having confidence and not being able to make the right moves. So in the second house, they're literally going to try to cover up their wounded ego and lack of confidence with money or material possessions. Chiron in the third house. This is the house of communication and familiarity. If this is the house of communication, then you can bet Chiron is going to be sowing seeds of doubt into the native sense of being able to communicate properly with others. It's more than that, though. This house also has to do with things that are familiar and our routines, our rituals. It's the house of if you, you know, work out every day, if you keep a journal. The things that we do every single day or every week or every month, very short-term ritualistic things. So anyone with a Chiron in the third house might have a hard time understanding how to effectively operate in their immediate surroundings, in their neighborhood. They might have a hard time pinning down those routines. Maybe they don't feel like they fit in where they live, or they just feel really out of place, or they have a hard time establishing those mental, those physical, those emotional routines. This leaves the native feeling sluggish and like they don't even have the ability to achieve those everyday small tasks. The small tasks for them are like mountains. They are so hard. 
A lot of the time I feel like Chiron in this house just struggles to get through the everyday. Let's look at Chiron in Pisces in the third house. So Chiron in Pisces in the third house would manifest as someone who sees no merit in communicating their hopes and dreams with others. In fact, they feel that most people around them don't understand them, and it's due to their perceived poor communication skills. These people find it hard to speak their truths, and they push away all thoughts of emotion. Rational thinking and logic is where they tend to stay because it feels safe. So these people are like, okay, if I stick to the script, then no one will see my wounds, no one will see that I'm hurt, and if I stick to the script, then I don't have to get outside my comfort zone, and people don't have to realize that I'm not perfect. And being like this only further compounds the Pisces wound of never realizing their dreams, and it really causes this self-resentment to build. These people truly feel that they're never heard by others, and that they can never establish themselves just day to day. Chiron and Pisces in the third house feels really lost. Pisces always feels lost, I think, in general, because they live in two different worlds. So when it's in the third house in Chiron, I just feel like they feel really out of place, and it's really hard for them to uh, get a routine nailed down. And uh, instead of trying to lean into that and figuring out, you know, what it is they want and exploring their emotions, they just bottle it up, they push it away, and again, they stick to a script, and uh, that's their wound, because they're afraid to deviate from that script. They're afraid to show anyone any sign of imperfection. Chiron in the fourth house. This is the house of foundations and stability. Chiron's wound is going to be centered around a family dynamic with this one. The wound itself might feel like it lies dormant, but when you get around your family, that's when it rears its head. The wounds all stem from adolescence, and they follow the native into adulthood. A lot of the time, this wound creates someone who is touchy about the subject of family just all around, whether it's the family they had growing up, whether it's the family they have now, or trying to start a family of their own. Family in general is the gaping wound. They may try to distance themselves from their natural family, or they may over-identify with their family. Either way, there's no balance. These wounds also seep into every relationship the native has, because the fourth house is also the house of foundations and stability. The fourth house literally is our emotional baseline. So with Chiron there, they have an emotional baseline that's pretty much a wound. It typically ends up creating an unhealthy attachment style, which sets the native up for relationship disasters in the future. Until these people recognize their wound and learn to heal it, they're always going to feel a little empty, or like they're on rocky foundations at all times. For our example, let's put Sagittarius here. A Sagittarius Chiron in the fourth means an inability to run away or escape from their family. The biggest thing we see here is, I think, personally, some sort of indoctrination. Remember, Chiron and Sagittarius is kind of void of their own philosophy or beliefs. They don't know what they believe. They're really just misguided and nihilistic. So when it comes to the fourth house, it creates this perfect storm for someone to be preyed upon and told exactly what to believe in terms of philosophy, religion, or politics. 
Deep inside, the native might not even believe what their family is spouting or indoctrinating them with, but the idea of being an outcast or abandoned because they went against their family beliefs keeps them in line. And that, (laughs) I always say this when I get to Sagittarius stuff because I have so much Sagittarius energy, but that sounds like a true nightmare. Being bound by your family's beliefs because you're too scared or brainwashed you don't know anything else, you're too scared or brainwashed to leave, and uh, you don't really believe anything else because you never thought about it for yourself. But deep down, you know, you think, is there more? But you never explore it because you're scared. That does sound very hard, so my heart goes out to anyone with this placement. Chiron in the fifth house. This is the house of pleasure and creativity. People with Chiron in this house will find it hard to be creative or get their creativity off the ground. And it won't be because they have uh, bad ideas or that they aren't actually creative. It's because they don't believe in their ideas and they don't believe their ideas are even worth sharing with the world. They'll have a really bad self-esteem when it comes to feeling like they deserve to shine in this world. They don't understand how they could have anything to add or why someone would want to pay attention to them in any way, shape, or form. Their individuality doesn't even cross their mind because anytime it does, they criticize themselves to death. This house can also manifest as a wound that's centered around children. The example that we're going to look at is Aquarius. If Chiron and Aquarius lines up in the fifth house, then we have someone who wants so badly to share their ideas with the world, but would never dare do so. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, and they want to collaborate with others in a big way. But wanting and doing are two different things. They'll end up becoming detached, and they tell themselves that they would never be able to add value to a group project or collaboration. Honestly, they probably think they'd just bring the group down and mess everything up. This causes the native to never explore the creative side, and if they ever do somehow get the courage, get the self-esteem to start exploring it, then they certainly won't be sharing it with others anytime soon. It's one thing for them to get the courage to explore. It's a whole other thing to uh, start sharing it with other people. So this particular mashup of Aquarius in the fifth house, you know, Chiron, has kind of two hurdles to get over. The first one is the creativity itself and believing you're good enough. And the second is then believing it's good enough to share with the world. Chiron in the sixth house. This is the house of service and physical health. Chiron in the sixth house means a wound centering around being a helpful or competent person. The native does not believe in their physical abilities whatsoever. There may actually be a physical disability or impairment that accompanies this placement that the native has to work with or overcome in their life. Chiron can also manifest in this house as someone who has extreme anxiety about their day-to-day interactions and dealings with others. They never feel good enough at work or in school, and they're always second-guessing themselves. I get slight outcast vibes from this placement, but more in terms that the native feels it internally. They think something is wrong with them, and they struggle with the concepts of self-love and self-acceptance. So it's not so much that they think other people don't like them, 
they just don't like themselves, and then that seeps into everything around them. For this example, we're going to use Scorpio. Having a sign like Scorpio in this house would make for someone who has all these feelings of low self-worth, but that hides them, and hides them well. Chiron and Scorpio in the sixth house might even hide the wound from themselves. That's how good they are at disassociating and running away from their inner depths. I can also see this placement hiding who they really are from the people they encounter on a routine basis. So it would almost be like having two different personalities, one for at home or in your private life and one for at work or school. Conforming to fit the routine or situation and letting your fear of not wanting to be rejected for who you really are is the main wound here. Chiron in the seventh house. This is the house of the other. Since this is the house of the other, if Chiron is here, I think it's safe to say that we'll be experiencing pain in relationships of all kinds. Whether it's forming them, running from them, or staying in them when we shouldn't. There's going to be a wound that makes relationships just really fucking tough. The potential to completely be reliant on the relationship and lose your identity can also be seen when Chiron is in the seventh house. There's the potential for the native to just become consumed by the relationship, and it might not be a good relationship. And even if it is a good relationship, you still shouldn't lose yourself. In my opinion, if you are in a relationship and it's quote-unquote good, but you've lost all sense of identity, to me that's not a good relationship. We're going to use Gemini for the example. Chiron and Gemini in the seventh house would indicate a native that has a tough time in relationships due to overthinking them. They might ruminate over every word the other person says and spend hours trying to decipher what they really meant by saying love you instead of I love you. They won't be confident in their ability to communicate their wants and needs to the other person. So that's going to cause a lot of misunderstandings and feelings of one-sidedness. This combo also has the potential to manifest in a more erratic, typical Gemini way. The native might run through romantic partners like they're going out of style, and they feel like it's impossible to find someone who checks all the boxes for them and have a slight fear of making long-term commitments. The reason that Gemini in this house is going to have that problem where the person, you know, checks all the boxes is because they're making those unrealistic demands or unrealistic checklists so that no one can ever meet it because they are scared of forming those intimate relationships. Chiron in the eighth house. This is the house of transformations and assets, but assets of other people. The wound we see Chiron dealing with in the 8th house is twofold. First, the native will have an aversion to change, specifically change in themselves. Exploring their inner world isn't easy, and they're often afraid of opening the door for fear of, of the skeletons that might just come waltzing out. You know, they're going to come out doing the salsa, and this person's going to be like, what the hell's going on? The other wound we see is someone who has a distrust of others. The native doesn't trust other people to be there for them or to provide for them. They're skeptical of other people's motives and they question the authenticity of every person they meet. Some sort of deep trauma 
may have been experienced by the native, which is why it's hard for them to uh, open that door to healing. Death also plays a role here. A death itself might be what traumatized the native, causing them to want to control every facet of their life without ever allowing anyone else in or allowing them to help. The example we're going to use here is Virgo. If Chiron in Virgo is here, the native will often think the traumatic experience or death was somehow their fault or they brought it on themselves. The native will internalize their trauma and carry it with them always. Healing will be almost as scary of a thought as the trauma itself. They also don't want anyone to know or realize that they have some sort of darkness that they carry with them. Keeping a perfect persona will be pretty much a full-time job, but it's worth it because in their mind, if people find out, then it's going to taint the way others see them and no one will understand or accept them if they really knew the darkness that they harbor. So this placement, Chiron in Virgo in the eighth house, is just one where they're trying to keep all their skeletons in the closet. Think of that like perfectionist Virgo just like running around cleaning. That's what this placement is doing. This placement is shoving skeletons under the rug, in the closet, up behind in the attic, out in the garage, anywhere so that their guests can't see it when they come over to their house. And it is a full-time job, but again, they feel like it's worth it because then no one will notice that they're broken in some way. Chiron in the ninth house. This is the house of mental expansion and travel. This house encompasses a lot, so that's why I call it the house of mental expansion. But that title includes religion, philosophy, magic, astrology, spirituality, and just higher learning in general. Chiron being here means that the native has wounds surrounding their higher mind. They might not feel like they're smart enough in general, or they might feel like an imposter in their current field, or just an imposter in life. When they show up to their job, they have imposter syndrome. When they were in school, they had imposter syndrome. That's really a big one for this house. Pushing away or rejecting any kind of spiritual practice is also common here. The travel portion comes in because travel might be used as a means to try to escape from their feelings of uneasiness in these areas. I think we all know that person that's like, I'm going to be a world traveler and I'm going to run around the world and do all these crazy things. And then you low-key think like, what are they running from? Like, are they running from the law? Are they running from their own demons? Like, what? why is this person traveling so, so much and never putting down roots or exploring who they are. You can tell the difference too. You can tell when someone just has like that sense of adventure and when someone's running away. And if Chiron is in the ninth house, then they're definitely trying to escape their demons. Let's use Capricorn as an example here. Instead of someone who uses travel as their means of escapism, Capricorn is going to try to prove their worth incessantly. The native is going to feel like no matter how much they achieve mentally, religiously, spiritually, it's never going to be enough. Proving themselves in a mental sphere is important, but their wound prevents them from ever feeling truly satisfied. Capricorn can also become dogmatic in this house. They may try to bully others into their way of thinking in order to feel some sort of validation. So Capricorn in the ninth when Chiron is involved, just has to do with someone who's really insecure 
because they don't feel like they've ever achieved enough or done enough. And no matter what field of study they were in, they didn't do good enough. They could have six PhDs and, you know, be a rocket scientist and everything else. And personally for them, it's never going to be enough. They're never going to fill that void. And they really just need to work on why that is, what it is that is really making them feel that way in order to kind of stitch up that wound. Chiron in the 10th house. This is the house of public life, career, or destiny. This is the most visible house in the chart. So Chiron being here means it's quite loud. The native might not even realize how they wear their wound, but it's definitely always knocking on the door of their subconscious. Feelings of not being seen or fundamentally understood crop up here. The native will feel like no one really knows who they are, but they also refuse to open up to people and explain who they are. Being misunderstood feels like a daily occurrence, and not knowing where to direct their energy in terms of achieving their dreams can also be a consistent struggle. This is the wound of achievement. The native might accomplish a great amount of things in their life in order to try to prove to others who they are. It's almost like they use the achievements as a badge of identity, but still somehow always feel unseen or misunderstood. All right, we've come to my Chiron placement. In the pursuit of being honest with you babes and giving real life examples, I'm going to do my best to be vulnerable here. Chiron and Cancer in the 10th house creates a wound that centers around feeling like you aren't seen or understood by your family. And I am going to get slightly vulnerable, so just bear with me here, because this is a wound. So this is not easy for me, but I think it's important to be honest about our wounds, because we all have a Chiron placement. Every single human on this planet has a Chiron, and we are all experiencing a wound at some point in our life, and I just want to be really honest about that. My home life was very broken from a young age, and it continued to be that way into my late teens. It was such a whirlwind, and everyone was so caught up in their own trauma and their own shadows that as a little kid, I was left to take care of myself a lot of the time. I never felt seen, and as I was making my way towards adulthood, I tried to garner attention through achievement and recognition, and when that wasn't working, then I would just act out. You know, I would be a a troubled kid, I guess. I was an amazing athlete. I went to college, I got a degree in biology and a minor in psychology, and I really just created a life that any family or parent should be really proud of. But in reality, my family doesn't know me. I used accomplishments to fill the void of being seen and understood by my family. I'm not blaming them because I could probably try harder to open up, but my wounds from childhood prevent me from doing so. It's something I work on striking a balance with. I know it'll never be this idyllic situation, and that's totally okay with me, but I also needed to learn that I should be achieving my goals for me, not for the attention or praise from anyone else. And that's kind of when and why I started this podcast. This podcast and Moon Matters in general wasn't for anyone but me. It came from my soul. It came from my heart. This literally is me working from you know, my heart chakra, if you will. And knowing that I've helped even just one of you babes realize your power or give you the boost you needed, that's how I heal my wound. And in fact, I thought about this the other day. 
Cancer in the 10th house of uh, career and public life. Cancer is in the moon. This is moon matters. You're my moon babes. My destiny or calling is moon matters. This was all destined to be part of my path, and I'm so very grateful to have found my way here. So I just want to take this moment to thank all of you babes so much for helping me to learn to work with my wounds and heal them in a really open way and feel okay with it. I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever know. Chiron in the 11th house. This is the house of friends and community. Now that we've got that emotional moment out of the way, you know, it is cancer season. I do find myself being a little more open and emotional since the sun is in my 10th house, but I digress. Let's talk about Chiron in the 11th. This placement centers around always feeling out of place or not fitting in, no matter the circumstance. It could be school, work, a hobby, or anywhere that has even small groups of people. These natives will always have the nagging feeling that the people around them don't like them. There's also a sense that they have to conform in order to fit in, so their true personality is never able to shine. They waver between feeling alienated and feeling forced to fit into places that they think they don't truly belong. We'll use Leo as an example for this house. Chiron and Leo in the 11th will struggle with feeling like they can express their individuality without being judged. They don't have a group in which they feel like they can be themselves, so they never develop a true sense of self. These natives let their fears and anxieties run the show. The ego is broken and looking for someone to validate it. But again, the native is too anxious and anxiety-ridden to show who they truly are, yet they deeply crave attention and adoration from their peers. These people run the risk of isolating themselves and only making their wound deeper. This is why I say the Leo wounds are really hard. We need our ego. And if our ego is broken or damaged, then it's hard to pull ourselves out of that mindset. If the ego went in the opposite direction for the native and they become this obnoxious person or they're acting from a place of total egoism, then we see someone who uses other people in a really manipulative way and doesn't really care to form deep connections because those people are only there to serve their ego and they think, well, no one cares about me, so I'm not going to care about anyone else. So you see like a polar opposite. You get one of the two ends here. You either get someone that thinks nobody likes them, they'll never fit in, and then they isolate themselves. Or they think, nobody likes me, I don't like them. You know, they get real angsty and they push back and they say, I'm not going to isolate myself, but I am going to just use everyone around me to my advantage to get what I want. Chiron in the 12th house. This is the house of the subconscious. The last placement for today is Chiron in the 12th house, and this is not an enviable position. This is the house of the subconscious, the unseen, the unknown, and yet while these things are unknown, they're still felt in the physical. We might not understand where they come from, but you still feel these things. When Chiron is here, we see someone with a wound that centers around their subconscious world and I mean deep subconscious. This placement even speaks to ancestral trauma or trauma that's been carried through multiple lifetimes. The native might not even understand what's going on here because as far as they know, 
they could be living this, you know, normal kind of boring life. And then bam, all these skeletons just kind of hit them one day. And they're like, what the fuck was that? When this wound asks for attention, it is not quiet about it. You know, those skeletons are pounding on the doors, the windows. It's almost like a zombie movie, but like think subconscious skeletons. That's what's happening here. Another way this can manifest is through feeling like you're imprisoned in your own body, your own mind. You feel just otherworldly or you feel really out of place in your physical body. And sometimes actual prison is the wound. The last zodiac sign we have is Libra, so that's who we'll use for this example. Chiron and Libra in the 12th house would mean that the native has a hard time balancing their subconscious and conscious desires, as well as having trouble finding a partner that understands all their baggage, so to speak. Libra is known for loving balance and harmony, but when in this house we see a tendency to overdo it to the point of teetering on becoming an addict or having addictive tendencies, Obsessive and addictive tendencies mixed with the predisposition to having trouble finding a reliable partner means there's a lot of shadows floating around. The native might also put too much emphasis on relationships to the point that the relationships themselves are causing some sort of trauma and contributing to the overall wound. And if the native themselves isn't the one, you know, experiencing the trauma, then maybe their partners or the people around them have a lot of trauma or baggage and it's tipping their scales and they're kind of getting sucked in. Either way, there's a lot of subconscious dealings that need to be explored here. The native really, really needs to do it in a balanced way because unless they go in to their subconscious world, or unless they help their partners balance their subconscious world, their scales are always going to be tipped, and we know that's not good for Libra. There you babes have it. That was Chiron through all of the houses. I hope this enriched your understanding of your Chiron placement. Next week, we'll refine it even more by adding the major aspects to the mix. If you want more moon content before then, head on over to my Instagram at moonmatters.astro or Twitter at moonmatters. If you enjoyed today's episode and it helped you understand Chiron a little more, go be a baddie and leave me a rating and review on iTunes. You all know that stuff gets me super hype and your kind words literally mean so much to me. All right, my babes, later days. Later days.